Hey everybody, welcome to uh, Here's the Deal with Rick Countryman. As uh, you all know, if you've been tuning in, we've had all kinds of um, uh, trouble with the broadcast over the last few weeks, and hopefully, uh, hopefully we've worked out the, the kinks or the problems or whatever, whatever the case may be. And if we have more trouble today, we're, we're, we've got another plan we're working on, but we're going to give it one more shot today. My friend uh, Brandon Peterson and Chad Pippen are trying to help me work this out. But anyway, here's the deal with Rick Countryman. Wednesdays at noon and uh, super excited about what I believe God's going to do through this, uh, through this broadcast. It's also slash a podcast and it'll also show up on my soon-to-be-created YouTube um, uh, channel. And so I'm just glad that you're with us. Anytime, anytime you have a question, in fact, I've received just tons and tons of questions, all you have to do is go to rickc at bvg.org, rickc at bvg.org. One more time, rickc at bvg.org. And just email me your questions. And I've, I've got a bunch of, of questions over the last few weeks. And a bunch of them are, are super interesting, and they are things I'd love to get into and talk about. For instance, uh, here's one. Uh, Dear Pastor Rick, my brother is involved in some really questionable things, and I need to confront him. What do you suggest I do, or how do you think I should go about that? Thanks. And then the person's name. And uh, how, do you, how do you have a conversation? And I like that word better than confront. But how do you... Uh, confront or have a conversation with somebody who is is goofed up with sin or, as this person put it, questionable things. I'm not going to answer that today, but I think that'd be a great topic. Um, Mr. Countryman, another email I got. I'm 15 years old and I live with my mother. She's single. And she started watching your mayor's Facebook show on Wednesdays. I'm sorry you lost, he says. And because of COVID-19, I didn't get to go to school, and so I would watch the show with her, and we both liked it. We are not Christians or religious at all. In fact, I've never been to church or read any of the Bible at all. But I went to your church's website and watched some of your sermons, and I liked them. I'm really glad you're starting this new Facebook show. Here's my question. Again, this is going to make you cry. This is going to bring tears to your eyes. Here's my question. My mom will have her boyfriend stay over uh, overnight all the time, and I hate it. I don't tell her that, though. Many times I lay on my bed at night and cry. What can I do to stop her from having her boyfriend spend the night? Thank you for reading this. And then he gives me his name, which, by the way, I, I sent him an email back asking him to send me his phone number. Does that break your heart? Man, I, I'd love to, on one of my shows, kind of discuss that. What, what can he do? Man, how about this one? My wife voted for Joe Biden, and I can't forgive her for that. We don't get along anymore, and I don't know what to do. Can you really be a Christian and vote for someone that is in favor of abortion? I hope you answer this on your program. Man, the election's over, been over for a couple of weeks, and look what it's doing. That's a great email. 
Maybe I'll answer that someday. Rick, I hate my boss and coworkers and want to quit, but I need the income. How can I have a better attitude at work? And this is from a gal. Boy, probably a lot of you'd like me to answer a question like that, and maybe I'll make that the topic of a program. I'm 23 years old and dating a really nice man. What is the number one most important thing I need to be looking for in a potential husband? I can hardly wait until the new podcast starts, and then she gives me her name. Here's the deal. Some of these I'm going to get to. In fact, I, I, I've gotten a lot of emails about dating and relationships. That seems to be a theme I've gotten here recently. And I think maybe next Wednesday, I'm going to talk about uh, dating, relationships, what you ought to be looking for, and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, uh, once again, I'm just glad you're, you're with us right now or with me uh, on this new broadcast, podcast, uh, Facebook, uh, or um, uh, YouTube uh, channel broadcast. So here's what I want to do today, okay? Um, I want to talk a little bit about Christmas, as you can see behind me. My wife has put up a nice nativity scene all around our house. Uh, there's Christmas tree up and lights. In fact, I can look my tree right there and and there's all kinds of neat little doodads everywhere that really give our home a holiday feel. Uh, we have a family friend, Pam Harmon, who brings us a wreath that we put on our uh, on on the outside of our our door, and and our home really looks way different right now. And probably your home is transforming also during a season like this. And underneath everybody's trees are all these presents, right? And so I just want to, I want to talk about um, maybe how to make your Christmas morning with your children or your grandkids or whatever a little bit more weighty, a little bit more special. It was a number of years ago when my kids were uh, younger that uh, we would just buy them all kinds of gifts and, and we'd gather around the tree, you know, and we'd start opening presents and my kids are well behaved and my kids would open up their first gift, and you'd see sparkles in their eye, and they'd be all excited, and, and man, they got a gift, and they'd be thankful, and then they'd get their second gift, and I'm one of these guys where we actually go around, and uh, everybody opens a gift one at a time, we all get to enter into that moment, and see what that person got, and and so they'd get around to their second gift, and once again, they'd be all excited, and sparkles in their eye, and man, woo, a new toy, and they'd be excited, and that'd go on for a while, and, and, and then by the time they got to their fourth or fifth gift, I, I could see literally a shift in, um, in their demeanor, I saw a shift in their personality almost, and they would open a gift, and they would hardly even look at it. They wouldn't be very thankful. They'd just kind of throw it off, and they'd just be waiting for the next gift. And it used to bother me a lot. It bothered my wife a lot. As we would, we would watch our children go from being really excited about opening the first or the second gift to by the end of it, they didn't care. They didn't, they didn't care. You, you could just literally see greed and materialism in their little attitudes. I, I guess I would say. And so, just began to think and dream and pray and go, man, God, how do we do this better? How do we make Christmas just better, just more weighty? I mean, here, 
I would say Christmas is uh, probably the um, one or two most weightiest holidays that, uh, you know, that we celebrate, right? I mean, the day Jesus Christ came to planet Earth, the day he was born, I mean, that, that's a pretty weighty holiday. And then the day that he died and rose from the grave, and I realize those are two different dates, but two different times, but we celebrate them at once at Easter, right? There's nothing more weighty than these two holidays. And I just didn't like how Christmas morning was going in my family. And maybe, maybe you can relate to what I'm saying. Maybe you can't, I don't know. But I'm going to tell you what we did, okay? We took the story that's found in Matthew chapter 2 of the wise men, and you can read the story. Um, most of our nativity scenes, like the one behind me, or the one we have, we have a couple of them in our house. You, you see three wise men, right? There was more than three wise men, way more than three wise men. Three wise men showing up in Jerusalem wouldn't have gotten anybody's attention, but 300 might have. Point is, is that the reason why I think we always associate the wise men with only being three is because of the three gifts that they brought. And so these wise men, probably, like I said, hundreds of them show up and, and they brought gifts. And in Matthew chapter 2, and verse 11, it says, Then they, that's the wise men, opened up their treasures and they offered him, that's Jesus, gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And most of you know about those three gifts, right? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh, right? Well, what we did was we decided, and this wasn't an original thought, but we decided to take those three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and somehow incorporate them into the gifts that we gave each other, okay? Gold, the gold um, was, a, was a precious metal, right? It was a super expensive metal. Uh, gold was something that you brought to a king, and certainly Jesus was a king. There's no doubt about it, and these wise men knew that. And, and so, you know, gold was this weighty thing that was given to kings or even special people. And so in our family... Our children, my wife, myself, we all get a gold gift, one gold gift. And the gold gift is something um, that your child treasures, okay? Our, our children obviously aren't kings, but they are children of the king of kings, which makes them princesses or princes. That they, they, they are children of the king. They are precious. They are special people. They were made in the very image of God. They're my sons. They're my daughters. They're your sons, your daughters. And so our kids each get one gold gift. And the gold gift is usually the most expensive gift. It's the gift that, that maybe they want the most. Um, and and so, so I am going to get one gold gift. My wife is going to get a gold gift from me. Our children are all each going to get one gold gift. My son-in-law is going to get one gold gift. And like I said, we, read, we will read the story 
sitting around the tree with all the presents. We'll discuss the gifts. And then, okay, each person will get their gold gift and they'll open them up. And it's really, really uh, special. Then there's the frankincense gift. Frankincense was um, an aromatic uh, resin. It was an incense. And it was used uh, in sacrifices in the Old Testament and, and worship and all of that. And so each of my kids... My wife and I will each get a frankincense gift. And this is something that enhances your, your child's spiritual life or your wife's spiritual life or your husband's spiritual life because frankincense was, was used in sacrifice and worship in the Old Testament especially. And so not only will my kids get their gold gift, one gold gift, but my kids, my wife and me, will also get a frankincense gift. And this, obviously, because it has to do with their spiritual life, it could be things like a devotional. Uh, over the years, I, I've uh, bought my wife like a subscription to a Christian magazine. So she got that Christian magazine throughout the year. Um, depending on the age, stage of life of your, your children, the, the, it, it could be a, a, a cross necklace. Anything that would enhance their spiritual life. It could be um, a music CD of worship music. Uh, you, can, you can think uh, you know, creatively about what uh, something that would enhance your spiritual life might be. It could be a new Bible. Maybe your children need a new Bible. Maybe your husband needs a new Bible. Maybe your wife needs a new Bible. And, and so you get one gold gift. You get one frankincense gift, right? And then that leaves the myrrh gift. Myrrh was um, uh, kind of a, a perfume. It was a medicine, and it was used to embalm uh, the, the dead. Um, you know, it helped them to smell better and all of that. And so my kids, my wife, myself will get a myrrh gift. And a myrrh gift is something that goes on your child's body or on your wife's body or, you know, on your husband's body. It, it could be a shirt. It could be, you know, a pair of pants. It could be a coat. It could be a hat. It could be a scarf. It could be some, you know, PJs. Um, it, it could be some perfume that, you know, your wife likes or cologne your husband likes. It's something that has to do with your body because myrrh, the gift of myrrh, would have gone on, on, on a person's body. Now, I want you to know that in a few weeks, I'm going to be preaching at our church along with Joel Boone, our senior pastor, about the three gifts because these gifts also had a deep biblical meaning. There was a reason why these wise men brought Jesus gold. He obviously was a king. They brought him frankincense because he was obviously, you know, someone to be worshipped, right? And then they brought him myrrh. Why myrrh? Well, they knew. They knew somehow intuitively the Lord you know, supernaturally gave them some insight that he was going to die. And, and I'm going to be preaching on these along with Pastor Joel. It's really going to be special here in a couple weeks at our church. But these gifts then translate into gifts for you, for your children, your grandkids. 
a gift of gold. That's something really special, probably the most expensive gift. That's something your kids or your husband or your wife really wants. You're going to get the gift of frankincense. And this is something that enhances your, your child's spiritual life, enhances your husband's spiritual life. And then you're going to get a myrrh gift. And this is something that goes on your child's body or your husband's body or whatever. Uh, because myrrh would have gone on um, on your body. And then th those are the three gifts. Those are the only three gifts that we get our kids. I get my wife. My wife will get me. Um, our son-in-law is going to get three gifts. And, and it, it makes things a little more special. Now, we also, just to be, you know, give you all the details, we also have stockings above our, you know, little fireplace. And we do give a lot of little knickknacks and fun little things in, in our stockings to one another. And so I don't want you to think, you know, we're legalistic on this thing or super rigid. We also give each other some fun gifts in our stockings. But I think if you want to make your um, Christmas season way more special, may, way more weighty, gather everybody around, open up the story of the wise men in, in Matthew chapter 2 and just read it. Just go around, have everybody have a Bible and we do this sometimes and everybody reads a verse and we go around and, and then we designate someone to be the person who hands out the gifts. And it doesn't matter what gift you give first, we normally give out the gold gifts first and somebody opens it and we get to see what the gold gift is and, 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 and then we get to see what the frankincense gift is and then we get to see what the myrrh gift is. Now, the question I'm always asked is, well, what happens when we go over to grandma and grandpa's house or whatever, you know? Do we make them only give three gifts? And my answer to that would be this, no. You know, grandma and grandpa can do whatever grandma and grandpa want to do. And let them, let them do whatever. If they want to get your kids, you know, five gifts, whatever, let them do that. Let grandma and grandpa express their love and all that to their grandkids however they want. Um... Do you have to do this with your friends? No, you, you, you don't. I have already bought all of my friends their, their gifts. And some of my friends will get a spiritual gift. Some of my friends will get a different kind of gift. But no, you do not have to do this with your, with your friends. This is for you and your family. You and your family need to do this. And I wouldn't put that template on your grandparents uh, or, you know, whatever. Let, let them do whatever it is that, that they want to do. So, um, this Christmas, let, let me just challenge you. Because you're going to start buying gifts. And that's why I'm doing it, talking about this now. The first Wednesday in, no, in, in December. is because, man, I, I don't want you going out and just blowing a bunch of money, spending a bunch of money. Materialism is going crazy in our, cult, our, our you know, country, it seems like. Um, the Christmas has just become so commercialized. It's, it's crazy. Greed. There's all these things that go into ruining what Christmas should be. And that is Christmas is a time when we remember the fact that God loved us so much that he sent the Lamb of God, the sacrifice we needed, his son Jesus Christ, to come and live a perfect life for all of us. And then voluntarily go to a cross and die and shed his blood for us. And then walk out of a tomb 
conquering death for, for us. And so, by, by the way, another question I'm always asked is, was Jesus born on December 25th? And the answer is, I don't know. I, I doubt it. I don't know. The point isn't whether December 25th is the exact date or not. That's not the point. What Christmas is, what December 25th is, is a moment for us as believers, as followers of Jesus, to remember the great biblical truth that God sent his son, the second person of the Holy Trinity, here to planet Earth to make a way for our sins to be forgiven. And that's what's important. Okay? So, hey, thanks for tuning in. And next uh, Wednesday at noon, it seems like we got through this broadcast okay. Maybe we worked out all of the, the gremlins or whatever. But next Wednesday at noon, we'll have another program. And tell your friends about this. I want you to share it, you know, hit the share button and get it out there. Let your friends know that for 15 or so minutes they can watch this broadcast either live on Wednesdays or they can watch it as soon as I'm done. It's just downloaded onto my page. Uh, you can also watch it on our church's web page, bigvalleygrace.org. And um, love to have you come back next Wednesday. Don't forget, if you got a question, got questions, sometimes I just send you an email and answer to them. Okay, just send me a deal at rickc at bvg.org. All right. Hey, see everybody next Wednesday.